Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Double episode 144. David and Rachel on the mic. Today we're talking about There's 10 reasons not to make rushed or rash decisions just after or toward the end of your divorce. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with, oh, this is Divorce Devil. We're a divorce recovery podcast. We're not professionals. We're just two knuckleheads talking about divorce recovery and our experiences and maybe help someone out there. Yeah. Unintentionally. Two squirrels trying to find yeah, the nuts. But, not, but we are not professionals, folks. <laughs> no. Don't take our stuff seriously. No, we're not professionals, but we've been through it. So yeah. expertise in our own right. Yes, our own right. So like when you go OJT. through an experience. OJT. Yeah. Yeah. When you go through it, it's your experience, but we may have done something similar, but not the exact course. And we can maybe steer you away from some craziness. Like, like today, this but, is a good topic we, ah. we've never broached before. Yeah. Yeah. So number one, Rachel. Emotional vulnerability. What Wait, is that? Oh, I don't have it up. Oh, you don't have it up? What it's, up? Divorce often involves a roller coaster of emotions, sadness, anger, relief, confusion, and many others. Making decisions when emotionally vulnerable can lead to choices that may not be in your long-term best interest. I feel like this is one of the hardest things because there's so Because many. you're emotional. You're so emotional and... Everything you do is emotional, even when you take a poop. Yeah. And when you come to the end of your marriage or you're now divorced, right? The beginning of this divorce that's happening, right? Because now you're officially divorced, right? You've been through so many emotions already. Just the, okay, we're separated. Okay, we're divorced. Okay, we're this, you know? So all the emotions that go with this, telling friends, doing the things. So when you're going to be like, oh, we have a the, the final judgment, the final final day of the last day of your marriage you don't know how you're going to react you don't know how you're going to react two days before a day after the rest of that day like you just don't know what emotion is going to hit you you could be relieved what did you do think back what did you do i that, remember that night? because mine was postponed a couple times because of covid so courts weren't open and so most of the things were Zoom. If someone, a judge got, my judge got sick, or if my person got sick, or the mediator, or the lawyers, or whatever got sick, it was canceled. So what'd you do that so night? I, when you got to sign the papers, what did you do that night? I didn't mind via Zoom. So what'd you do? So uh, it was a phone call, first of all. Actually, it wasn't even Zoom. It was a phone call. I called them to call the number. My ex called the number at the same time. We're on the line together. They asked us all the things. If we agree on the things and all the pieces, it took about four minutes. So what'd you do that night? Right after I cried. Okay. Right after the judges, okay, this is official. You're going to get a thing in the mail, blah, blah, blah. This is whatever. I cried because I didn't know the emotion. That was in you. Yeah. I didn't know if I were relieved, if I were happy, if I were mad, if I were disappointed, or I didn't know all what I was supposed to feel. Because no one ever tells you what you're supposed to feel. And then you're like, why didn't someone tell me that I wasn't? Right after I cried, the rest of the day, because I had the whole day, because mm -hmm. I thought it was going to take longer than that. And they're like, raise your right hand. And they can't see you. So they're like, yep. did you raise your hand? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I did. And so... I think it was just one of those somber days where you're like, oh, shit, this happened today. And it wasn't like there was no I wasn't excited. It wasn't mad. It wasn't I don't think I was really sad. I think I was just in this numb space. Just I actually did text my ex. I was like, wow, that was a lot easier than I thought. But it was really easy to get that 
part of it done. So you're like, I guess that's it. So what you do that night? You go drinking? What you do that night? I don't. I think we stayed home and just just chill. Yeah, just I we went just out being... and got fucked up. Oh, that's right. Cause I, you I, hadn't drank, right? I, I went to old Chicago, and I hadn't I had a drink for eighteen now. months. Yeah, you. And I it it so didn't take much. So we had two sips and yeah. was blacked out in yeah, the old didn't Chicago. Take much. I I didn't drive home. Mm-hmm. I had to leave my car. When you I leave do your car, that. I do remember that. It's yeah. a heck of a time. Celebration, baby. Celebration. I don't think I remember that evening. We may have like just stayed home, or uh, yeah. we may have went out. I don't remember. I just remember because it's the lead up was like it's a lot with a lot of things. The an- anniversary of someone's passing or something yeah. like that. It, that it, it, it's a death. It's and that it's anticipation. I really feel like the day before, like with my mom or dad, like the day before, I'm more like, oh, tomorrow's the day that my parents. Mm-hmm. My mom passed or my dad passed. And that day is more emotional thinking about the next day. And the next day comes and I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't it. that bad. I do some remem- remembrance stuff and whatever. So the emotional vulnerability, I think you don't want to do anything in in excess at the end okay. of your marriage. Because, again, what it says is you don't know how you're going to feel. You can make the biggest plans to go to old Chicago. Yep. And not be able to get out of bed. I th- I think for me, decision making is so much different when you're angry. Yeah. But it's not difficult. It's quick because yeah. you make instant decisions without actually thinking. Mm-hmm. You said, screw it. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. And sometimes you have to live with that shit. And do, you think, do you think, too, like a lot of times, uh, say there's plans in your future, like right after you get divorced, like we're mm. all going to go out to celebrate your divorce. We're all going to go out and like just have a night out, girls, whatever, do your thing, hang out with your buddies, whatever. You make a lot of plans. But a lot of times you're like, I don't have the energy to do oh, it. Oh, no, I had energy. But I don't want to. I don't want to disappoint, <laughs> disappoint anybody else. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. put myself there or I'm going to. Make my spread myself too thin where I can't do it, and then I'll get sick, or just a lot of things that I think what happens too with that is is, is that peer pressure comes mm-hmm. in there. It's time to get so back the out there. I'm like, oh, there. Let's, let's let's go. Come on, man. The fire's still like let's go. you know I'm burning there. You like yeah. got to throw some yeah. coals on some water on those coals. So mm-hmm. yeah, you have to. I think you really need to learn how to take care of your emotional well being in spite of everybody else. Number two, impair judgment. So that's almost as bad as drinking. <laughs> or not, and then having two sips and blacking yes, out. Yes, yes. So Im- impaired judgment could involve quick decisions. But when you're drinking, though, your decisions aren't very fast. They're I pretty slow, but they're impaired. Impaired judgment, too, is you might be so fucking cynical of every other person out there. You're a fucking asshole. You're a fucking asshole. You're breathing like him. You look like him. You, Your face looks like him. You walk like him. You drive the same car as him. You must be like him. Like him. Or her. Or again. And then a lot of times, I know, like, when you're first going out after all the things and your friends are like, well, I'm just going to just talk to this person. And they're like, and you're doing things to appease other people so you feel Peer no- pressure is huge. Yeah. So you feel normal. Yep. But it's not fucking normal. Nope. There's so much shit that goes into... Or you have a friend that's going through the same thing, but their situation is either worse or better. And you're like, he can handle it. I can handle it. No, just because that person's in a different space doesn't mean that you're going to go through the same events. Or maybe their divorce was different. Yeah, and exactly. Easier, harder. And yeah. When I was going through mine, there was like three people I knew that were going and they were all drastically different. Yep. So, again, just because they're like, oh, just come out. You'll feel better. I might not. 
I might not feel better if I come out. I might feel worse. I might cry because I drank. I might. Okay, my ticket to the edge. Yeah. So again, especially if you haven't drank for eighteen months and then you have a sip, you're like, oh, sure, man. I can walk on the yellow line in the middle of twenty five. That'll be great. Look at all that money I saved, though. Mm, I true. saved a buttload of cash. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't save one cent. I didn't cent. have any. You didn't but have I, that. I bought bottles and they lasted not long. Uh-huh. I told you I had that epiphany. Like yeah, you need to like, stop. Wait a minute, stop. Yeah. You had two parents that were alcoholics. You probably should stop today. Yeah. And then at least you had the fortitude to recognize that. Oh, it was my kids. Yeah. It yeah. was totally my kids. I do not want my kids to experience any, any of the things that I went through with alcoholic parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number three: legal implications. We are not lawyers. Yeah. We cannot give legal advice, but we just want to tell you that some of your decisions, rash decisions, crazy decisions have legal implications. Well, uh, so consult your f- lawyer. We talk about this too. Like I, I have a friend at work, her sister's going through a sister, a neighbor, somebody, someone in, like close to her is going through a divorce. And the text that these people send each other, like she was like, you will not like if you read it, you think it like a murder novel. You're like, what? I'm like, those are submissible in court, right? Y'all are fighting like you're. In I'm going to kill you. Like, you don't suck. go into that house. You're going to get murdered. No, let's just go get murdered. Like yeah. the the text. And they're like putting them on social media. Dude, so you just a, implemented so, yourself. So they're putting all their shit yeah. out there. I'm going to, I'm going to key your car. You just said you're going to key the car. If their car ends up key, guess who's in trouble? Yeah. Like we're, and you, and sometimes you're. Your vision, your brain is clouded because you're so angry or you're so so sad and you're so pissed off that you're just like, I can't see straight. You you always have to think that someone else is going to read that and judge you. And there's always a camera somewhere. Oh, 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 <laughs> always. God. Especially with, cam- with yeah. phones. People oh, yeah. are videoing shit like you're like, oh, where the hell is that there's- camera even at? And if you're pissed, you don't see any cameras. Nope. You're like, ah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to knock someone just, out. So. Just remember, there's always a camera. Yeah. And you can always trace social media. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is out there. And once mm-hmm. you put it out there. Even when you delete it, it's still out they there. They even teach the kids now, like, anything that you put out there will be there for the rest of yep. your life. And can affect you going to college. Even with your chat GPT stuff. Yeah. But Watch out. Can. Watch out. Yeah. So you you really have to, you have to, to your best ability, be aware of the, what can happen if you say or do the wrong thing. Financial stability, number four. Fuck off, David. <laughs> hey, I, I was right with you, sweetie. Come on now. I might be I a dentist, but I didn't have unlimited uh, funds. Divorce often entails a significant yeah. financial upheaval. People think they're going to get divorced and make a ton of money. I know a lot of women. I can oh, only talk for women. Oh, I know one who um, thought. And it was, <laughs> I know one that thought. Is, no, we're going to move so. forward and be positive. Uh, oh, no, I'm just telling you that one person that one thought person. it was more that, that she would get more without me and then tried to get the judge to help me work longer and more. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people use the system for their hurt and anger and all the things. Karma's a bitch. Yeah. And who's being affected? Yep. The The kids. kids. Yeah. So one parent or the other has it. The dogs. Yeah. Again, if one parent or the other has it, the kids are still going to benefit from it, hopefully. So if I had less, they still got stuff. If he had more, they still got stuff. So it evened up. Yeah. And again, did I pay my bills? Yes. Mm. 
did I have to cut back on things I did? Yes. yes. But I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm going to get this big settlement. I'm going to get child support now so I don't have to work or I have yep. to don't do this. I'm like, no, girl, you it's have to work too. It's way different than what happens, yeah. You have to work still. You still are responsible for the things with your name on them, whether you're married or not. Yep. If, there's a, if there's a bill in your name, guess who's paying now because you're divorced. That's a good segue into number five. Yeah. Impact on children. Yeah. They're precious Cherubs, 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 cherubs. Yeah, yeah cherubs, cherubs. <laughs> Those two. Those are the I ones without the wings. I love cherubs. <laughs> Those are the feral angels. <laughs> the feral angels. Those are the ones that piss you off. But the yeah, cherubs are yeah. nice, but the cherubs are just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just hit myself in the face with the mic. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, Valerie hates that too. Uh, so that's what his name is, Mike. It's <laughs> Leo Mike. What's hey, my Mike. name? All right, where we're we talking about the cherubs. Cherubs. <laughs> Damn suburbs. That's a fucking suburb. I love it. That's like a Rhubarb cherub together. A cherub. <laughs> suburbs. It's like a tart child. I think it's a cherub. Tart angel. I think it's a cherub that farts and belch at the same time. Suburbs. That's what that should be called. <laughs> when you hiccup burp or hiccup fart burp, no, whatever. Fart, fart burp. Like suburbs. <laughs> Suburbs. <laughs> that we just oh copyrighted that term. Hey, it will be in the urban dictionary that shit. next Chuburbs. week. C H U R B S. It should Chuburbs. be Ruchaburbs. Suburbs. Ruchaburbs. Those are the red ones. <laughs> Those are the meaty the ones. Toss. Yeah, that's it's really tart. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Don't eat that kid. Uh, oh, so we shit. digress. What the uh, hell are we talking about? Yeah, children. impact on children. Suburbs. Suburbs. <laughs> okay, if you have suburbs. Your decision during this time will impact them. Kids are already dealing with the emotional turmoil of their parents splitting up. Adding more instability can add to their stress. A lot of times this is a hard one because you have to, someone has to move. Someone has to get a new car. Someone may have to get a new job because of location. There's a lot of things that you can't change. So what you want to do is you want to make it less stressful for yes. the kids as much as you yes. can. I think, and don't add stress. Yeah. Being an asshole. Oh, God. And don't use the kids. Don't use yeah. the kids. Don't be they an asshole. They didn't ask for the marriage. They didn't ask for the divorce. Even if the chubberbs. Don't be an asshole. Chubberbs. Those chubberbs. tart ones. You yeah, can't tart ones. Yeah, so I think the, the best way, ways for you or your family to ease children into new settings are the most beneficial. And again... I, I told you the story about my son. It's been, it was two and a half years later, and then mm-hmm. we realized he had anxiety. Then we realized he was how sad and how he was being affected and all the things. We've now gone, we've now worked through it, but it does, it's not happening overnight where they're super sad. Yeah, they have sad times, but things can creep up on you, and it's not just like, Day five or yep. one month. It's it can be three years. You're silly, like a little yeah. bitch. They're like, oh, I if mom and dad are in a relationship and the relationship doesn't work out, there's another yep. change, or parents are moving, or siblings go to college, or whatever. There's a lot of things that will affect your kids already. So don't add to that. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Isn't that what Lisa says? Yep. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And women can be dicks too, by the way. Oh, yes. absolutely. All right. But I think you don't they, have to have I think one the to be dicks, one. Like the ones that are you mad at the world be because one. they're tiny, but you know. You don't have to have one to be one. No, okay. I don't think so. Right. No. Yeah. Social repercussions. Now that's that's a different that's a different subject. This one's hard. I really didn't understand that one. Yeah. Friends and family are also adjusting to your new marital status. Radical decisions might have 
alienate your support network when you need them the most. Oh, so you're pissing off your friends. No. So, so like you change. Think about me. You've like a, radi- a radical change Think with your friends. Think about my situation where I moved in with my, at the time, best friend's yep. family. And she was going through some shit before like mine was in focus. My divorce was in focus. Mm-hmm. And I helped her through it. <clears throat> but when I didn't follow her lead because hers was so messy, yep. she was mad at me. <laughs> And it was my fault that I didn't find God or I didn't try harder. I didn't do this and I wasn't accepting of bullshit or whatever. So I think what happened is I let people prove themselves to me and it may not have been the right way. Like I like just turned off the world and anybody that was there was worthy, I think. Even though people did reach out or say something, I was like, you know what? If you were going through the same thing, I would have been there for you the whole time. You weren't there for me. And I shut people out who didn't make any effort. You willed your friendship stuff down. And I think a lot of it, a lot of them did that themselves too. A lot of my friendships that I had fizzled out when I wasn't available to help them with their shit all the time. So the true ones came to the forefront. Yeah. And it is crazy because the ones that I like were I were friend I was friends with, but not like best friends. The term that mm-hmm. those became my best friends. Those people became the people that I could call if I didn't talk to them for two weeks or didn't see them for a couple of days. And then they're like, "Hey, what's up? What do you need me to do? I didn't want to pressure you. I know you're going through it a lot, but whatever you need, let me know." Not the ones that were like, "Why aren't you doing it this way?" And I'm like, "What the hell? I can't take any of your shit. I can't yep. take any more of your crap from your sh- on top of my yeah. crap." Your baggage and put it on top of mine because that's too heavy. You pay extra for that at the airport. Moving on to professional life. Yeah. Got to keep it in. I was able to keep working. There was a couple of times where I didn't want to go in to work. Mm. It really helps to have coworkers and and people you work with to support. Mm. That was really big for me. Yeah. And that that, that, kind of got me through. Yeah. Like, Um, though, my one friend... You know, like we were friends. We were good friends. We would go out together, same group of friends, whatever. But she was like, you haven't eaten. I haven't seen you eat anything in two yep. days. Or I, I need you to drink this. I need you to do this. I need you to like. Somebody was paying attention. Yeah. Have you had lunch today? Are you, did, you, did you have breakfast? What's going on with Logan? The whole, the whole thing. Those people. Figure out your true yeah. friends and embrace mm-hmm. those people. And again, I did work with one of my friends. And like professionalism, there'd be days like when I, my ex and I were texting back and forth. And whether it was like angry or not or trying to figure out child care or where it was going and or can we switch this weekend because I have this or I have this day off of work but he can't come and so all these things and there'd be times where I'd just be like I can't do anymore and just crying at work and my boss was really awesome she's like just go for a walk go outside we had an outside classroom Uh and she's just go do a perimeter check or go if you want to go get yourself something from the local store go grab a drink like soda or something go grab an ice cream so just getting out of that space because especially when you're not friends with everybody at work. It was a, s- a small building that mm-hmm. I worked at, and the people were all pretty close. But if you didn't want to share your story that t- that day, I was front and center. Yeah. So if I was having a bad day, people saw it. And so if I wasn't ready to talk about whatever, or my, I got the text or the email or, hey, your, here's your court date, and you have to do this child class, and da-da-da-da, I could get away. And I only lived like eight minutes from home, so I could go home and just cry it out and then come, come back, back and, and do my thing. Yeah. So that was a hard one. That's it's hard, but it's 
I think if you're open with the people that you work with, and I think people will support you because mm. people have gone through shit. And then we can move on to mental health. We didn't talk about that too much during, no. during our podcast. We need to concentrate no. on that a little bit next time. It's definitely a thing. Uh, it's huge. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You think there's, In general. there was times I thought I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, yeah. Just like for no reason. Just boom. I and hear a date a and I was like, that, ugh. Yeah. Getting a handle on that was really tough. Yeah. And I think one one of the few things that helped with that was self-care, a great village, and time. Mm-hmm. Time was huge yeah. for And I think, health. too, that stigma of mental health, like for men. People are like, oh, they're so strong. They have to be this way. And I think we've gotten better at it. But I also think that men need to know that talking about your feelings isn't affecting anybody, right? It's helping you get the shit out. I would say, I may not want your help or anything, but I just need to get it out of my soul, out of my space, out of my existence. And again, as soon as I say it, it it could be over. And you don't want anybody to fix it, just listen. Yeah, and I think that's really hard because when you're going through it, you just think people are sick and tired of hearing about it. Because I was like, oh, I gotta talk about it again. Oh, she doesn't know. Or, oh, I didn't know. Why didn't you tell me? And then I'm like, I didn't know. I had to check off a list of people I had to tell. And I figured it's a small town. Again, I'd always love, like, the stories that would come back. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I wonder who told you that one because that's not true or whatever. So I think emotional, mental health doesn't just mean, like, you're going crazy or this. Mm -hmm. It means that I'm so sad right now. I don't think I'm depressed, but I'm at a point where I'm noticing how sad I am all the time or how some things don't affect me and I just zone them out and then I haven't dealt with it and then I'm building up walls and then people are like why are you so closed yeah. off and I'm like I am I'm just trying to protect my sanity and if you're going down that rabbit hole get professional help oh man. yeah we're big yeah. advocates of that big so. advocate of getting help don't yeah. be afraid men women yeah get help yeah reach out to, to professionals and uh, just and even if you don't believe in it so much if your kids are showing signs that they need help Help yep. other than you and your spouse. Get them help. Your goal Definitely. is to get them help. And again, and sometimes the first therapist doesn't work out. So try another one. It's always like getting a second, third, fourth opinion until you find someone that you click with and group therapy, stuff like that too. Mental health is very important. I think we're in our heads a lot because we don't want to piss off the world or be canceled like everybody says or offend someone or trigger someone and <laughs> piss someone off yep. just because you exist. Fuck that. Get yourself help. It's okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, folks, for not being here the past two weeks. Uh, uh, David got married. And uh, I went to uh, New Rachel Jersey. went to New Jersey. New Jersey. I went to see the kid. New Jersey. New yeah. Jersey. And New York. New Jersey. New York. So we're back, though. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. David walked down back the aisle. Back in black. I'm back. <laughs> do, 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 do. I'm black. Yeah. I'm back. Going to the chapel yep. and he Seriously? got married. Ma- you're sorry. Uh, I'm sorry I sang. Woo, that Don't was, leave us because I that, sang. That tone was awesome. I hiccuped at the same time I was going. Yep. So I paused. Cherubs, I don't talk cherubs, out my ass. Cherubs. That's you. Well, hey, some of our friends do. That's a different story. <laughs> Identity crisis. Oh, yes. There is no more we. It's just you. Yeah. And that's a huge change. That's a sad, I think that's one of the saddest ones because yep. you're like, who have I was married 24 years? Who was I? And who have I become in the last yep. 24 years? And how do it's I find like out who I am? like you're missing a piece. So I see it like you're not losing your piece. You're gaining yourself. Yeah. But you don't think that way. You, yeah. you think you're losing something. Well, so you're empty. 
when you're in a marriage too, it's a unit, right? It's a mm-hmm. let's what's the best for the majority. And a lot of times I, I can only speak for myself. A lot of times moms get put on this, on that pedestal, but like mm-hmm. you're in charge of this, depending on how your house looks, how your ch- kids are presented, what sports they play, what your job is, what your husband does, what this one does. You become all of the things that aren't necessarily you, but the people that you are protecting or like a separate wife. Yeah. You're a separate wife. I think you can become wow. that. You And then you get in this routine of what works best. And now, well, this one has that. This one has that. I have to go to work. I have, so you become the the coordinator of everybody's life, but you forget that you have to be healthy. You have to be the best version of you to give to them. And so your identity becomes this one's wife, that one's mom's. Oh, she's the PTO. Oh, she's the school nurse. Oh, she's this. Oh, she's that. Oh, she's that one's friend. Oh, she knows. Oh, she knows my friend, blah, blah, blah. Who are you talking about? Oh, okay. That's me. But those are the people that don't put on their oxygen mask first. Yeah. And I said, it took me being selfish to learn how to do self-care and stuff like that because I had to see it as I'm not neglecting. I'm improving, improving me so and helping me so I can give them. Because I had nothing left. I was so like, I guess this is my fucking life and I just have to let people be shitty to this me. This is your life. Yeah. and Yeah, this is your life. Embrace I've it. Had people, it's not a bad thing. The other thing, too, is I've had people in my life that have been the most important people to me tell me I wasn't good enough or just let it slide because you're nice or just do this. Because that was your, that that was your, your normalcy. Now I'm like, you can, depending on how you act is the Rachel you're going to get. And again, I'm sarcastic and I can go with the flow and I things roll off my shoulders. I have a pretty thick skin. Mm-hmm. But once you're once you've cracked it and made a crack, we're gonna have a discussion of what my expectation of you is, because you obviously don't respect me. So now we're gonna learn. Hey, these are my boundaries. So it's almost like step on a crack, break my back. Yeah, not your mama's. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I like that. Break my back. <laughs> well, usually, break my back means something else. That's what she said. That's, break a, my that's, back. that's a whole different genre. Break <laughs> yeah, my so back. I think identity crisis is you have to learn who you are, and that takes a lot. That takes quiet space, healing, self love, self care, all the things. Popcorn and popcorn. Yeah, yeah. popcorn. Number and cheer 10. Bear, cheer burbs. Cheer burbs. <laughs> I like that. Cheer burbs. <laughs> okay. Number 10. The biggest one, I think, is the unknown. Yeah. It's almost like a void. Yeah. You don't, you, you don't know how to proceed. You don't know where to go. There's you don't know what's going to happen. There's only like one, for instance, that you would know what's going to happen if you've been divorced more than once. Oh, yeah. So the second time's probably a little, a little easier. easier. <laughs> does, that, does that sound wrong coming out of our mouth? That divorce was easy. <laughs> that divorce was easy. No, I'm just saying, I feel like there is, you can read all the books, all the self-helps, all the, you can watch all the videos. You should listen to this podcast. Yes, this podcast. He cannot podcast. talk. What podcast. the heck is happening? But until you go through this or anything else, yep. you're not going to know. And you, you can tell, we try to, through our experience, help other people. But until someone has gone through, you know what? David and Rachel were right. They mm-hmm. said you have to. For, I'm for, sorry, what? For, <laughs> you have to experience it. For, feel the feels. For, forget. Forgive. Forgiveness. Yes. Or give no fucks. Yeah. Um, so you have to feel all the feels. You have to go through all these things to be like, 
Ah, okay. This is how I dealt with this last situation or hurdle. It's similar. It's not the same, but how did I do that? And how did I come out of that? Or how did I progress out of that? How did that make me better? And I think the unknown is you just have to take one step at a time, one minute at a time, even like in the beginning, like at the end of your marriage, in the beginning of your divorce, you have to be kind to yourself and go, I made it all day without crying. Then the next day you cry, I got one day under my belt. Or I made, I laughed today. Or I actually had lunch today. Or I took time for myself and went on a walk. Or I did this. So you, the unknown can be exciting, but it can be scary because, again, if you don't know something, it's fearful. So the fear is healing and growing and figuring out what's next. So don't make rash decisions because that would make the unknown even bigger. And I think once you, when yeah. you're going through it, you're like, ah, I'm moving. I'm getting a better house. And he's going to pay this. You're, she's going to do this. I get the car. I'm going to get the thing as I want. Yep. I was told I wasn't allowed that. I'm going to do all that. And then all of a sudden, all the bills come in. You're like, oh, shit, that was irresponsible. Yep. Or you start dating the opposite of what you actually need. And then you can get into a bad relationship because you're like, I'm doing the opposite. No. Of that. You can serial Said, date no. and your milk could be sour. I yep. don't know. So just or you can become lactose be intolerant and not able to <laughs> drink hobbinized hobbinized milk. Homogenized. Jack's milk. If it's if it's chunky, I'm out. Uh. <laughs> chunky milk. I don't like it. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the top ten reasons not to make rushed or rash decisions. Just think after about divorce. write journal oh. do whatever you want, then make your decision. I always say like. We, my son's coach in baseball, like, yep. give me 24 hours. Let me calm down, do the thing. Give yourself a week. Give yourself two weeks. Oh, yeah. Give yourself three weeks. Then make a decision. If you keep coming back to the same decision, do it. If it's there's too many cons and not enough pros, maybe think about it a little longer. Number one thing, self care. Self care. All right, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.